0: How are you doing my friend?
1: happening and uh, so it's not a surprise that he's missing but I think we have so much to cover. Unfortunately, Cup couldn't do much of it last time around uh, so hoping we can cover
0: quite a bit this time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we were just talking off air of how much cricket there is going on. It's hard to keep up. I mean, this is um, a passion or a hobby for me but you guys are full-time on it and sometimes I wonder you just don't have time to sleep because of all the cricket that's going around in the world. But not only cricket, because of the job you do, it's a variety of sports as well.
2: Yeah, it is
1: and uh, the, I think that's the beauty of following sport, you know, that uh, you know some some team and some competition gets your attention and you start following the league, you start following the sport and uh, it just starts from there and you can't stop following it once you start. So, um, it's great that we have so many sports that uh, uh, keep us in at some point i think you you get you get like an overdose of it but uh, you can never say no to sport and that's the beauty of it
0: an overdose is something i want to start off with uh, because uh, one of the one of many of your passions is formula one and we've had an overdose since the last race last week in terms of coverage <laughs> not back pages middle pages front pages tv um, let's hear your thoughts because you're the expert when it comes to Formula One and what happened. Obviously, I've been uh, one of the drivers was from the UK, so passionate views <laughs> here as well. But let's take a neutral view. We know what you said. We know who you said you wanted to win, but the manner of the race and what happened is that the way you wanted him to win. Well,
1: uh, I would have taken a Verstappen win, however it came. Really. Uh, Simply because, I mean, I, I no, I, I keep saying this all the time, and, and it applies for the IPL as well. You know, I would have obviously wanted the Delhi Capitals to win um, simply because you know new champion, and uh, that's what I wanted with Verstappen as well, uh, a new champion who who can sort of uh, dish away all those uh, Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton all the time. But yeah, my uncle actually came from the UK a couple of days ago, and I was asking him if there were any riots that happened in London <laughs> because of everything that transpired with Hamilton, and obviously. He possibly has one of the biggest uh, fan bases across sports. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole point is, I think just before the last lap, uh, only after Christian Horner asked for the cars to be lapped, uh, you know, that Michael Massey took that decision. So, I think if it were to have happened before Christian Horner asked for it, there probably wouldn't have been as much of a um, of a uproar that, that was there. But uh, otherwise, I think the way the race ended was obviously fitting to the season that we've had um i absolutely can't wait for uh, drive to survive to come i think it's it's going to be easily the best season that we've had so far so i think uh, that... but a great end to the season and yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think the um, latest season has just dropped on Netflix. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. It's not the current season, but uh, the other one's just dropped. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I just need to get your views on. I mean, this is a cricket show, but because you're so passionate and it made so many headlines across all, uh, like I said, uh, sports shows, the fact that uh, they didn't finish with the safety card that they normally would do because there was only one lap left, the fact that they didn't allow. Oops, I've just lost. Just as I was trying to get him and his views on Formula One, I don't know if the bugs have um, stopped us talking about Formula One when this is a cricket show, which is, I can understand that. Uh, here he is, he's back. Let's see if we can get him on straight away. I was just saying, Prasan, I think the cricket bugs have stopped uh, us talking about Formula One because it's too much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened. there, I, uh, I think my Wi-Fi just died
0: off. No, I think it's yeah. uh, it's 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 some other thing. Uh, that's uh, saying people are talking about Formula, Formula One. In Bangalore,
1: so, um, <laughs> I think all the internet's going there. <laughs>
0: uh anyway, uh, I was just I was just gonna ask you that you know they did. I mean, the rules were sort of greyed out right at the end and it spoiled a lot of people it, I mean Formula 1 are not the, the fans of Formula 1 are not as um, let's say uh, in sport in football related there were no rights or anything like that but you could see the passion coming out the anger and the way it ended, uh, um, yeah. there was a fig- there was a uh, a few comments about fixing and what have you uh, against Hamilton. But uh, you're happy the way it ended. That's the main thing. It was fair.
1: Yeah, I mean, I am. Um, I again, I am not sure if it was entirely fair uh, because I mean, I I haven't followed Formula One as much to. Uh, uh, to sort of iron out the rules and uh, decide if that if that was actually the the way the way that it ended, whether it was perfectly fine as per the rules, but um, the result was completely what I wanted. So I I certainly am on board with uh, the way that it ended and the thrill that it gave us. Uh, in fact, my brother is like a massive um, you know, uh, Max Verstappen and Red Bull fan as well, and. That day, all four of us at home were sitting and watching the race, and the way that we shouted, you know, it wouldn't have been a surprise if someone lost a complaint on us the next day, but uh, it was absolutely sensational, you know, fitting into the finale in some sense because of uh, the way that it uh, came to a close. So, overall, I think pretty happy, but uh, I think going forward, uh, there's a new era that's being ushered in in 2022 with the new wheels and no party mode and things like that, so uh, it's going to be pretty interesting, and it certainly won't be a one-man show.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see if it's a one-man show because at the moment, and this is the final thing I'm going to say in Formula One uh, chat, is that uh, Hamilton is thinking of whether to carry on. He's a bit disillusioned at the moment, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, we'll look forward to that when it comes around very soon, actually. I think the first race is in March or April. Uh, But let's get back to another topic that's been highlighted this week in India and talked about a lot, especially after a particular press conference that was very honest and open. Um, Obviously, I'm referring to Virat's uh, 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 chat with the media and a lot of things came out of that. And um, we thought we'd seen, well, I personally thought I'd seen the back of those days when there were clicks in the dressing room that affected the team. We're going through the golden era and this is something we don't need. But um, and with Reut's injury uh, taking away from the test series, mm-hmm. what, where are you on all this? And, you know, the the uh, confusion in terms of what's actually happened, two different stories. How's it been in India and where, where, where do you think um, it, the truth sort of lies? We'll never know the whole truth, but um, where, where do you stand on this?
1: Well, it's like it's like a it's like Indian cricket has released a new movie on its own, hasn't it? Uh, with all the drama that's happening, with all the dialogue that's been uh, taking place, and adding fuel to the fire is uh, our BCCI president, who said he likes Virat Kohli's attitude, but he fights a lot at times. And I'm not really sure what he what he meant by that. Um, but I, I, I think it's basically clear miscommunication and. Uh, it's taken these many years, you know, for uh, the cracks to finally open, uh, to, to become wide open, in fact, uh, with the fact that, you know, the captain, the coach, the uh, president and the selectors aren't on board with what's happening. And that's clearly not healthy for Indian cricket, uh, simply because you wouldn't want to see uh, the main people involved in the sport, involved in making up the team. Uh, involved in structuring the whole outlook of Indian cricket, not be on the same page, and unfortunately, what's happening um, hasn't obviously been taken well uh, by the media. Of course, uh, with with the fact that uh, Virat Kohli has said that he wasn't asked about the ODI captaincy, uh, he wasn't asked about retaining the T Twenty captaincy if he was okay with it. But uh, according to Saurav Ganguly, um, you know, it was it was a conversation less uh, transition that happened. So unfortunately what's happened is not good uh, like i mentioned last time around in our conversation as well um, it was the unceremonious exit of virat kohli as captain which wasn't uh, sitting well uh, with me uh, the fact i mean obviously I, I think kohli was i mean like you mentioned it was a very honest admission of uh, what's happened i, I think uh, very very honestly over the last few years that kohli has been captain he's never had that um, he's never been that open as he was in the last last press conference that we we saw Uh, And it's good signs. I think you need to be very honest, very open with uh, what you feel. And Kohli made it very clear that he wasn't on the same page. And uh, unfortunately, that's what's going to be the case. I think uh, for years to come. And with all that's happening with Rohit Sharma, and uh, I think he's been given an injury to keep him out of the series, and not just a niggle to keep him keep him out of a test match. But uh, it's very unfortunate that this is happening in cricket. And hopefully. We get an answer to all of it because I think BCCI certainly need to address what's happening. If uh, if Kohli certainly isn't on the same page with the issue,
0: and I think um, the the BCCI president sort of doesn't come out of it well um, in the way this has been handled and the communication that's come out of the BCCI. But I think also shows the power of Kohli that he can be as honest. There's no other player I don't think would have made those sort of statements and comments. Um, He's at that level where he is untouchable. But um, I think. You could also glean from that he's hurt. He was hurt by the way everything was done. And that, that can't be right. A player, what he's given to Indian cricket, how he's led the team. Yeah, he's had his faults. He's had his detractors and what have you. But you can't deny the commitment that he's given. He didn't deserve this.
1: Yeah, I think kohli has been a... Name. Yeah, I mean Kohli's. uh, Kohli's been the embodiment of uh, passion in the team, you know, uh, and for to to see how this team has really evolved and uh, progressed uh, in the right direction over the last couple of years is obviously a lot of it has to go to the way Kohli has led the team from the front. I think um, Ravi Shastri, Bharat Arun, all the coaches have uh, really some praises of the way Kohli's led the team, and for them to just end his captaincy tenure, uh, you know, with just a footnote at the end of an email, certainly. Uh, is wasn't the best way to go ahead, uh, you know, because obviously what he's done for Indian cricket, the way that he's molded the team uh, from where it was to where it is now, is obviously a major, major reason why Indian cricket is feared, why Indian cricket is treated so uh, in such a grand fashion all over the world, and um, I, I certainly think Saurav Ganguly has a lot to do with it, because uh, I mean, as the BCCI president, you know, if if he's not um, at the same table. Having the same conversations with both the captain and it's, uh, and the group of selectors, then there's certainly something wrong happening there. So, um, and and I think Virat Kohli is someone who takes a lot of pride in what he does. Uh, you know, not just as a player but as a captain as well. And if he's come out in the open and he's trying to address these issues, I think BCCI are uh, complied to sort of ensure that you know they have these conversations. They know they let the public know as well because uh, if it's if it's just a one side story, then you know it doesn't really make sense because. This is the Indian team we're talking about. This is the Indian team captaincy we're talking about. So uh, it's it's a very, very large issue at hand. And hopefully uh, by the time the South Africa series starts or maybe during it or after that, we get our answer as to why this whole issue has, has transpired um, the way that it has.
0: And I also feel sorry for Coach Dravid because he's ended up with a dressing room that could be split. We don't know. Uh, you know, there could be tensions in there. And we're talking <coughs> about our two foremost players, but also captains in two formats, three, well, two captains over three formats. It's not going to be easy for Coach Ravid now as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ravid is one of those guys who is like completely shied away from controversy and now like less than a month since his, uh, you know, the, his appointment and like Indian cricket hasn't seen a worse time in some sense after... Uh, the 2007 debacle was there where he was involved, so it just seems like it's coming back to bite him, the whole captain, coach and uh, selector and all of that the issue that, that was prevalent back then but um, I mean I, I'm i not sure Rahul Dravid has much to do with it because I, I certainly don't think it would have been his call entirely uh, to take such a decision so uh, I'm hoping, again like I said, I'm hoping it gets resolved very quickly because the whole idea of split captaincy is okay but the way that it came about and the way that uh, the, us as fans or us as media uh, has received this isn't, uh, isn't the best of ways so I hope we get an answer to it because I think we certainly deserve to know the reason why uh, he was sacked the way that he was
0: I mean you can understand why Coach Ravid was reluctant to take this post up uh, he, it's all the politics that surrounds anything to do with the national team uh, no matter r- what role <laughs> you have but he's, he's in it already straight away pretty much and you know he's going to get questions in press conferences around this as well I know the press conferences are quite um, censored in a way, but there's bound to be a couple of questions being asked about uh, the environment within the team. It's made slightly easier with the injury to Rohit. They won't be there for the, for the test series, uh, but it's not good for cricket that Rohit's not For our test team, it's not good that Rohit's not there. Uh, but then you also have in the back of your mind, Ravi Shastri is going to be talking after a few months in terms of what's been happening, because he was there at the back end. And you think... Uh, I don't know what else is going to come out, but if it does come out, it's not going to be good. Um, But also the issue around Virat and him saying, you know, I'll relinquish the uh, T20 World Cup, but I'd like to stay on as a test captain and ODI captain. Because of the stature of the man, do you think he deserved to stay on until he thought, I'll let go of the ODI captaincy as well?
1: I don't think so because, uh, very honestly, I, I don't think uh, Kohli, at least off late, has uh, treated T Twenty as well as ODI and Tests uh, for a long time. Kohli's obviously enjoyed playing the longer formats, and uh, fifty-over cricket in some way challenges you uh, probably two or three times more than T Twenty cricket does. Um, you know, with the fitness level or beat the style of play, uh, because you need to adapt to all conditions. And so, my um, I, I think I I, I think. In his mind, he always wanted to lead the side into the 2023 World Cup. Um, I think he had made it pretty clear as well, uh, quite a couple of times. Uh, but it's a decision that the selectors have taken. This uh, the BCCI president has taken. Uh, obviously, you know, there's there's no end to it. You know, you can always come up with theories saying Kohli didn't want it. Kohli wanted it. Ganguly didn't want it. Ganguly just sort of decided one day when he woke up in the morning that you know Kohli shouldn't be captain. But um i'm i'm honestly shocked with the fact that they've sacked him as odi captain because uh he obviously loves the format and i mean i understand that it's it's easier if you have a white ball captain and a red ball captain and not a red ball captain who's also the odi captain and then you have a t20i captain separately so in terms of logical sense i think it it made uh, a, a good point that rohit should be both odi and t20 captain but the only thing, again, like I keep harping on it, is the fact that it, he was kicked out of it in some sense. You know, he was fired without giving him a notice period, um, and obviously he's hurt by it. You know, you can see that, and every question he answered was very, very true to what he was feeling. You could see that emotion was surging inside him. He wanted to make it a point and let people know that he was hurting, and you know, it it wasn't something that uh, was sitting well with him as well. So uh, overall, uh, I'm pretty shocked by what happened. Uh, hopefully. We get answers soon because that's that that's probably the biggest thing that's happening in, in Indian cricket right now. Uh, the Test series is obviously coming up. There's no Rohit Sharma. Uh, there is Virat Kohli. There is Aditya Rahane. But I think everyone wants to know why he was sacked as ODI captain. And there's nothing bigger than that.
0: Yeah, I think that will be the uh, sort of uh, underlying story that carries on throughout this tour now. Because the other question will be, after the initial rumours that uh, he was going to take a rest for the ODI, he pretty much said, no, I'm available for selection. There's no way they could not select him for the ODI series now, is
2: there?
1: Yeah, no, no, there's no way that they can't select him. And I think he's made pretty clear that he wants to play as well. So, uh, yeah, if, if they drop him, then it's just going to mean that uh, something's like woefully wrong in the BCCI. And uh, if that issue isn't sorted as soon as, as soon as possible, then it could mean really, really bad things to Indian cricket. And uh, if you're losing someone of the calibre of Virat Kohli, uh, how much, ever he's not in form right now and scoring centuries. Virat Kohli is still a match winner on his given day, especially in the ODA and Test format. So, um yeah, I hope they don't make the silly mistake of dropping him because that would really, really cost the team uh, as a whole.
0: And where do you where do you think Roy sits on in this all this? Is he, is he a bystander or think is he's he just tired? Think? You know. Of, uh... <laughs> Do you think he's a bystander in all this or do you think he, he he's had words with um, the president and said, you know, I need a bit of, um, uh, I need a bit of authority in my selections and I need people that I can, I want, as it were, to build a team for 2023 and build it. I think
1: he would a... have had a call. Yeah, no, I, I think he would have certainly had a, a decision to make because uh, if you're becoming the captain of the country... Uh, you know, it requires that uh, that level of communication uh, with you, with the selectors and with the president and whoever else is there, you know, the big wigs of the team, the coaches if <laughs> included as well. So, um, I uh, again, you know, there are so many contrasting reports that Kohli and Rohit don't go well, uh, you know, that they can't stand each other and things like that. But I think Kohli made it pretty uh, evident that him and Rohit actually get along and, uh, you know, all those... Uh, rumors were actually baseless that were floating on social media. But mm. that said, um, again, I I'm, I'm not entirely sure of uh, you know. Again, it's a classic case of two swords can't fit into one uh, you know one holder or you know one pen cap can't fit two pens and uh, that's that's the whole thing. You know, there's only one king, there's only one um, you know one one person who rules Indian cricket and uh, you know if if Kohli was going to be there, then there could there could not be Rohit Sharma and. Now that Rohit Sharma is there, there can't be Virat Kohli, so uh, there can be only one captain. I think um, now that Kohli has been sacked, uh, all that freedom, all that expression that he can, uh, you know, produce with the bat, I think will be something to watch out for. But I'm pretty sure, at least for the coming months, he's certainly going to be hurting, and that's not necessarily a good thing for India.
0: Absolutely not. No. No. And. Um... Um, we've got to hope that his mind is I think his mind will be on the test cricket we know how much test cricket means to him this is a one of those hurdles that he's not overcome yet which is a victory in South Africa Um as before we look forward to the series um, I've got to say that we've got another Gujarati in the team uh, that's been called up Um I'll be honest with you I'm not too sure about this uh, I was going to say young person but when I checked him out he, he's 31 so he's had a long stint in domestic cricket before getting to this stage. Uh, is there anything you can enlighten me about Priyank Panchal and uh, why he's been selected?
2: Uh,
1: very honestly, he's been scoring heaps of runs, you know, uh, not just at a uh, domestic level, but for India. He, uh, he's led the team from the front, uh, you know, as an opener. He's uh, he's really scored so many runs that it's very, very hard to overlook him. Uh, in some sense, that's a. But uh, but obviously the fact that Gujarat hasn't done excessively well in Ranji trophies or uh, you know consistently at least you know obviously they did win that one season but uh, they haven't done as consistently as they would any even in India A uh, you often look at players who've already made the India cut playing in India A so uh, it was easy that uh, Priyank Panchal got overlooked and uh, you know the, the fact that uh, the fact that he's actually selected in the side. Uh, ahead of someone like Abhimanyu Ishwaran, who's been in, who's been a part of the Indian team, means that uh, he's actually being looked at um, as a potential uh, player for the future. Unfortunately, uh, in Indian cricket terms, age isn't on his side. Uh, but hopefully, if he gets a chance, you know he's going to make it count because he's been scoring so many runs. It's very hard to overlook him, and hope for, and finally he's got the chance. And uh, if he does get an opportunity to make his debut, I genuinely hope that um, he goes well.
0: Because to me, from the outside, it looked a bit of a surprise. I know he's there with the A-team in South Africa and he had a couple of outings, nothing major. But uh, you saw somebody that's been a bit more recently in the Indian team, Prithvi Shaw, being overlooked um, uh, because he's also there. Um, So what does that say about uh, Priyank compared to Prithvi and the age as well?
1: yeah i i think they're looking to give people chances before they finally you know can't play for any longer uh, Prithvi obviously has age on his side uh, unfortunately i i think there are quite a few tactical flaws in the way Prithvi plays um, and he needs to iron them out to make sure that he uh, he can tackle the swinging ball because i think that's going to be the major challenge once we go to south africa um, it won't be about playing out spin it'll be about playing out the pace and playing out the swing uh, and swing with pace on offer as well so uh, I, I think Prithvi technical flaws and uh, the fragilities up, up top with the moving ball, I think, sort of uh, put him a little bit on the side and uh, gave someone like Priyank Panchal a go. Because he has been performing. He's been on these India Air Tours countless number of times. He's performed in the domestic circuit. Um, so, I, I think this opportunity for Priyank, in some sense, was a long overdue. And uh, now that he's got the opportunity, I, I mean, obviously, I don't think he'll get a spot because of both Rahul and Mayank being there. Uh, But if either of them are injured, you know, um, and if there's an opportunity, I'm sure uh, he's going to be someone who's going to really take it with both hands because he's been waiting a long, long time for this uh, chance to come back.
0: Well, it'll be good to see if he does get a chance. But like you say, I think um, he is third, possibly fourth on the pecking order. In terms of how the Indian player uh, team is selected, it is, a, it is a short, well, a shortish tour. It's not really like we're going to Australia or anything like that, or coming to England, where it's four or five test matches. Um, in terms of uh, the headlines here, again, um, the naming of the vice captain, uh, KL, and it's all about stories outside the cricket pitch. Um, do you read anything into that? And is this adding more pressure to Rahane? In terms of absolutely,
1: I think uh, you know what this means. Yeah, what this means, I think, in my opinion, is uh, uh, they've, they've, they've sort of readied themselves to drop Rahane. Um, you know, obviously, if he's the vice captain of the side, you know, you, uh, you can't really drop a man of that stature. But uh, now, I think they've decided that it's time to look past Rahane as much as he's done for the Indian team. Uh, he obviously hasn't been in the greatest of form and it would be absolutely cruel if you're dropping someone like Shreyas Iyer after the way he performed against New Zealand. So, um, I think they're looking past Rahane. Uh, they're looking into the future because KL Rahul obviously someone who's treated very, very highly in terms of a captaincy stature. Um, obviously, led the IPL team uh, and now is being potentially looked at as a captain of one of the two new franchisees as well. Uh, so, there's a lot happening in KL Rahul's life in terms of a leadership prospect. Um, and I think obviously, you know, it's, it's no secret that Rohit Sharma is older than Virat Kohli. So, uh, I don't think he'll lead beyond two years. And uh, the obviously next obvious candidate is KL Rahul. Uh, for the way he's been playing, the, the fact that he's been bred into this sort of a role. Uh, a lot of people are actually wondering why Rishabh Pant wasn't made the vice-captain. But I feel it's obviously a little bit too early for Rishabh. Uh, in fact, when KL Rahul is made captain... I think that's when they'll make Rishabh Pant the vice-captain and have that sort of a transition in the Indian team. So, uh, I'm really glad for KL Rahul. Honestly, he's not had this sort of an opportunity in the domestic circuit. Uh, now that he's getting this chance here, I think uh, it's going to be something uh, great for him to play as a vice-captain when he steps out uh, against South Africa.
0: Uh, I'm surprised that you mentioned Pant uh, being considered for the vice captaincy, considering he doesn't keep in you know, any domestic series.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not much that he gets to play because he's hot property right now. Yeah, he's playing, he's playing the IPL all the time. He's with the Indian team all the time. So, uh, the limited breaks that he gets, he obviously doesn't uh, go and play domestic cricket. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think he's obviously going to come back, and the side as a first choice keeper, um, and he, he has age on his side. And I think a lot of people wanted to see him as vice captain because of what he's done with the Delhi Capitals. But then again, leading the Indian team is completely different. It's a, it's it's a. It's a different ball game altogether, and uh, it's 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 leading the whole country versus leading a franchise of about 18 people. So, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a much bigger challenge, and I think Bob will certainly grow into the role now that he's all but cemented his place in the side. Uh, but very very pleased for Kiel Rahul, and I think this just means that the Indian team is ready to look past Aziz Rahane And I think given that he's not been scoring runs, that's only a fair assumption of uh, what could possibly happen.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely, <coughs> and we'll see. Um, and we'll take your views on what the what you think the opening um, uh, team should be in the first test match. Because uh, just talking, I know briefly just to mention the selection of the England team in the, both the test matches heavily criticised here. So we'll have to see how uh, the team is selected in terms of South Africa and uh, how they go with uh, whether it's all pace or with a spinner. How do you see the formation?
1: Um, I think they'll go with just a one spinner. Um, I don't think it makes sense to go with too many spinners up front. Uh, because obviously, South Africa conditions are very similar to what we've seen in uh, England, Australia, New Zealand, where uh, it seems a lot. So, if you have that extra seamer, obviously now with uh, Hardik Pandya not there. And I think that chapter is closed for a while. Uh, that's something that we kept talking on and on, about. Uh, I think that chapter is closed for now. Uh, with the fact that he probably is not going to be close to the test setup for a long time. I was going to... Was-
0: I was gonna, uh, I was, I was, I was, was gonna ask this question last time uh, in the last show, but since you bring it up, I think it's opportune. What next for Hardik?
1: Um, I, I think he's just gonna focus on his limited overs cricket because, is, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, if he's injured, there's no point in, uh, XM, you know, straining uh, himself a lot more because the the rigors of Test match cricket are obviously a lot more, um, you know. Painstaking than uh, limited overs cricket, and uh, if he focuses on limited overs cricket, which is where he started off, you know, the the whole explosive Hardik Pandya, the all rounder explosive Hardik Pandya. Uh, if he can find his confidence there, then I think he'll still walk back into the Indian Test side really? because of what he offers with the ball. Because because he's he's probably the only all rounder who we have right now, seam bowling all rounder, apart from uh, Shashwat's favorite uh, uh, sharjul Thakur. He's but, my um, favorite as well. <laughs> Okay, I didn't know that now now well, that I know
0: that. I, I rate him, up. I mean, uh, Hardik is <laughs> a fellow Gujarati, but I rate a Shardul because of his current form. Hardik can't ball. His batting yeah. is not what it used to be. And I just can't see how... Yeah. I mean, he needs a, quite a bit of time away from the game just to get back into that mm. uh, fitness that he can get to the levels he was. But that's not going to be easy. Um, and we'll see the, how how that pans out. But in... Going back to what you're saying in terms of selection, you know, you say KL and Mike are openers for us. How do you, and um, in terms of the middle order and the bowlers, one spinner, um, how do you see what names do you see uh, being selected?
1: Uh, I think uh, Pujara obviously walks into the side. Um, I'm, I'm not uh, sure about Kohli because he's captain, but I mean, obviously, he walks into the side too. Uh, <laughs> as for that, uh, number 5 position i i think the whole point of kale rahul and the whole theater that's happening and you know the whole vice captaincy you know very funnily um, when rohit sharma was ruled out of the series uh, bcci sent a mail and they didn't bother naming a vice captain because i i think they were still contemplating obviously not ajinkya rahane but who if not ajinkya rahane uh, was it going to be pujara was it going to be kale Ra- uh, rahul was it going to be ashwin um, i think they were contemplating and I think in this conversation and in this whole script that we have right now, if Rahane wasn't considered, then I certainly have a feeling that he's probably going to be uh, on the bench. Uh, they might extend that niggle for a bit, um, put him on the bench and see what someone like Shreyas Ayer can do. But which is why I have Ayer penned down at uh, number five. I think uh, he, he's going to be a very, very important uh, important member of our team. You know, His real test in some sense is going to come in South Africa because of the conditions that we have on offer. So... I think Ayer at five will be a great bet. Um, I'm <coughs> I'm going to go with uh, Rishabh Pant obviously as our wicketkeeper. Uh, Pant is back in the test side after uh, you know setting out the last series. Um, I'm going to have uh, Ravichandran Ashwin as the lone spinner uh, because obviously there is not Axar Patel, there is no Jadeja. Uh, at eight, I'm going to go with Shardul Thakur. I think uh, he's obviously developed into a fabulous all-rounder. Uh, you know the, the the way that he contributed in Australia was great to see, and I think he he as well uh, with with the conditions that are going to be seen in, in South Africa, I think uh, he's going to be a vital cog. So, as for the bowlers, I'm going to go with Bumrah, Shami, and Siraj. Um, yeah. I think as much as um, as much as Ishan Sharma has their experience, uh, you know, of, of playing so many Test matches, I think what Siraj has done is he's made people stand up and take notice of him as a talented bowler. Uh, And if he's not given the opportunity in conditions where it's going to be absolutely fantastic to bowl for Pacers, uh, then it's just wasting a talent uh, who's going to serve Indian cricket for a long time. So, I hope uh, Siraj makes the cut uh, with Bumrah and Shami. Uh, So, yeah, that's pretty much my level.
0: Yeah, and I can't argue with that one. Uh, especially, I mean, with the bowling strength, uh, with Umesh and uh, Ishantin as backups, we've got a really, really uh, strong uh, pace attack. Yeah, we are going to miss um, Jadeja in terms of the all-rounder spinner. Uh, but yeah, Ashwin with his experience. Um, you can't argue with that. Uh, the question will be uh, Pujara and Vihari, but you're going with Pujara. Um, I do feel for Hanuman Vihari. I mean, he, he's... He's never let us down in the toughest of conditions he's never got to play at home I'm pretty sure uh, I do feel for him.
1: yeah even I do you know after that uh, after that lockathon uh, while he was injured in fact yeah. uh, you know that that he pulled off in Australia um, he hasn't played a test and uh, it, it's unfortunate but that's the strength of Indian cricket you know uh, when, when your players are playing well, when, you know... And, in fact, I mean, Vihari was a part of the set because Kohli wasn't there. uh, Because he obviously wasn't playing that series. Uh, otherwise, he would have probably slotted in that middle order and Vihari wouldn't have played. But that said, Vihari has been fantastic, I think. Uh, I think he's a perfect test batsman in every sense of speaking. uh, With, with his, uh, you know, flair. With the way that he plays. The, the way that he blocks the ball effortlessly. But then again, I think Pujara means a lot more to Indian cricket right now. Um And the way that he's actually... Adapted his game to score runs a lot, little bit more often. Um, you know, earlier I think uh, he was a little circumspect with the way that he was batting. He was trying to be slow. He was trying to actually anchor the innings. But now he's scoring runs as well, and I think that's key in Test cricket because you can't play out eight hundred balls and score just hundred runs. You know, that's not how it works. Because ultimately, you're going to put the whole team under pressure. That's going to mean that everyone else will need to score, and that makes uh, you know the way, the fact that they're getting out a lot more simpler for the opposition. So. Uh, it's good that Pujara scoring runs as well as uh, you know defending away, but unfortunately, again, he hasn't been in that sort of form um, and hopefully he uh, finds a way to get back into form because I think we'll really need the best of Pujara in this South Africa series.
0: And how much are people looking <laughs> forward to this series? And um, a lot of confidence going in that this is a good time to break that Um or overcome that barrier where we've never won the Freedom Trophy in South Africa. Uh, what's the feeling there? That this is one that we should win comfortably because, I, personally, I don't think it'll be that easy. Uh, it's never easy to win away Test matches, no matter unless you, you know. I know West Indies is not what it is, so that might be one of those series. But uh, South Africa is not going to be easy.
1: Oh no, it's absolutely not going to be easy. And uh, with with all the fast bowlers back, uh, you know, in in the side and. Obviously, all the all the all the big players as well in the team. Uh, you know, it's, it's certainly not going to be one bit easy for uh, uh, for India or South Africa in, in that uh, sense because uh, if if you have big players back in the team, you know South Africa obviously have their big guns back. You know, they've got the Dean Algar back. They've got Bahuma, They've got Quinton de Kock. They've, they've got the whole side back. You know, Eden, uh, bowlers as well. Nokia, Rabada uh Keshav maharaj Lungi Engiri, it's, it it's a, it's a fully packed south africa side and you know it, it it's not going to be easy for them at all uh, you know for, for the indian team to sort of pick up that win and uh, challenge the south africa side but that said i think uh, it's it's going to be easy for south africa uh, because they know the conditions and uh, then again this indian side you can never say anything after the 36 uh, all out back uh, one, one year to today though uh, the, you know today's the is it death or birth anniversary? What is it? it, it it's some <laughs> anniversary of uh, 36 all out. And from then, you know, for the for the Indian team to win the Test series, I think nothing is impossible. And under Virat Kohli, this is a fantastic side that we've got. Uh, it's gonna be a challenge for sure. But I don't. I certainly don't think it's gonna be easy for both sides uh, uh, to challenge
0: one another. But I, I'm really looking forward to the Test series. It will be uh, interesting yeah, and um, worth watching definitely, especially with all the stories surrounding the the Indian cricket team at the moment. Something I forgot to ask you about, and we were talking about the bench rates of the fast bowlers, and uh, we know the bench rates of the batsmen, but also the wicket keepers. And, um, you know, you said the band will walk in to this side. Uh, But is that a little bit unfair on Saha, who, let's face it, plays all the test series at home, it seems. And also Srikal Bharat. I thought when he did that um, as a Mm -hmm. substitute, I thought he was outstanding as well. I feel for him as well. It's just a case of because we've got so much talent, quality people have to be benched, or even left at home.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I think uh, that's exactly what it is, and uh, you know, I mean, Ishan Sharma, who's played more than hundred tests, might have to sit out in conditions which which are no better than uh, any of the best conditions he's got, uh, you know, to bowl on. So I think. That's the strength of Indian cricket that we have right now is that we have backups for every single player as good as the one in the 11. Uh, but I think it's pretty clear who's in the 11 and who's not. Um, you know, going by past results and going by um, talent that's available. So, uh, it's unfortunate on Saha and KS Bharat that they'll have to sit out. But uh, I think they know that their chance will come. And uh, when their chance comes, they'll have to grab it with both hands. But otherwise, uh, I think Rishabh Pant is the first choice wicketkeeper for the Indian team across formats. and. Uh, it's it's no surprise that you know that he's back. Uh, he's gonna have a vital role to play in that middle order because now with no Jadeja as well, uh, it's gonna be important that he sticks around as one of the the only left-hander, in fact, in that Indian batting lineup. You know, to actually uh, compensate for the lack of a lack of an all-rounder or lack of a left-hander uh, in that eleven. So he's gonna have a massive role to play, and I think it'll be interesting to see how he copes to that challenge. Um, He's obviously played all these uh, Rabada, Nokia, multiple mm. times in the Delhi capital's nets, but it hasn't happened in South Africa, it hasn't happened in seeming conditions. And now that it's happening in their own backyard, I think they're going to have quite a few lessons to uh, to show to Panth and uh, hopefully he comes out strong and puts up a good show.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It'll be good to see, <coughs> like you said, he, he's no uh, stranger to the South African bowlers, uh, especially within his own uh, franchise. Um, but. Just um, on another topic that we just can't get away from and um, that's the COVID situation and the tour of South Africa was in a doubt a little bit uh, but the Indian t- uh, board decided now we're going to go with a shortened tour but we're going to go ahead. Has there been any talk especially about you know what's been happening in South Africa recently that whether this team should go or not, obviously they're there now, um, but has there been any sort of media talk around this tour going ahead?
1: Uh, there has been quite a bit. Um, I mean, obviously people are a little sceptical about whether it should go ahead because with all that happened in England, uh, I don't think a lot of people want to see the Indian team go there and cancel the tour midway, get stuck in South Africa and then come back and no cricket being played. But then again, you know, at the end of the day, it's a series of cricket that the two boards have planned. I'm sure there have been multiple conversations around how uh, the safety can be up, how the security can be upped, how the uh, conditions can be uh, sort of uh, you know made so that people don't catch the virus, but then again, there has been a lot of skepticism here uh, in India that it shouldn't go ahead, uh, but. They're there. I think uh, it's going to be a fascinating series, and everyone wants to watch India get that sort of competitive cricket, you know, under their belts. Because um, I'm, for one, tired of uh, seeing uh, teams get steamrolled by us here in India. And if the South Africa series is something that can give some entertainment and, uh, you know, in some sense, produce good quality test cricket, then I'll take it with both hands. But I think the whole virus situation has softened up people a fair bit, and rightly so. I think everyone needs to be wary of uh what's really what the situation is and take calls accordingly but i'm sure the BCCI in, and csa have in all their power made sure that conditions are right um stringent um, measures are taken to avoid the whole virus situation and hopefully god forbid uh what happened in england doesn't happen in south africa as well
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and i think this is a little bit of um looking after our close buddies south african cricket board is very close to the indian board i know um Uh, and uh, they've got very strong relationships and uh, I don't think they wanted to cancel because of the financial impact there is a little bit of that as well Uh, but what I don't want to see is what happened recently to our women's um, hockey team um, where just before a game a player tested positive and they had to come out of a tournament they they would have had a very good chance of winning so we hope uh, the bubble stays a bubble Uh, I don't think there will be any book launches or anything like that or uh, banned. Um, so hopefully um, it will be a very tight battle because I think in England, they also shared hotels with... Well, England was different in the yeah. sense we'd open up then. We're going back the other way now, uh, but uh, it is. Uh, it was very different in the summer. Um, here, uh, you're probably aware, Premier League games being cancelled... Leicester's game was cancelled yeah, on yeah. Thursday. Today's game's cancelled. I'm not sure, but we're playing Liverpool on the, uh, in, in the uh, Carabao Cup quarterfinals. We'll see if that goes ahead. Um, but, yeah, uh, just be mindful. And, obviously, as ever, stay safe in India as well because uh, this is our third wave now and um, it's not looking good at the moment. But we'll see what happens. And, like you say, it's good to see competitive cricket because uh, come February uh we've got a few home series that you think are going to be um hopefully uh once I did you never know but hopefully another thing we'll see is a lot of um our bench strength uh being uh, tested uh i really hope that happens and virat can actually take a rest from cricket uh and for those reasons <laughs> rather than any others Something that will happen again very soon and I'm so looking forward to the next IPL season and you know why Uh, we will finally not finally we will have a permanent team from uh, my home state Gujarat and um, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing them build their team and take your opinions on this team and it'll be a proper rivalry now between us three especially (laughs) yourself and me because I'll have a team to back. Uh, but w- something that else that happened while we were off and we didn't have time last week to talk about was the big announcement around all the retentions uh, that happened. Uh, 27 yeah. odd players, I think, were retained. Um, I've got to start with your boys. No real surprise there.
1: Yeah, no surprises. Um, but uh, it, it's unfortunate to see someone like Chahel leave the side. And, uh, you know, Devdath Particle, I think, uh, in, in my eyes, was actually a pet project um, for the RCV team. Uh, the fact that he's a local lad, uh, probably future captaincy material, opener at the top of the order did fairly well. Uh, but, I mean, again, you can you can never know if the player wants more money or the franchise, he doesn't believe in the player. So, um, hopefully, both of these guys get back to RCB because I think um, uh, these two names are very synonymous with RCB. Uh, unfortunately, De Villiers is not going to be uh, around next time, uh, once the IPL resumes but yeah uh, siraj i think he's india's best t20 bowler after bumrah um, there's absolutely no one even close to him uh, so he was retained and obviously kohli had to be retained uh, and maxwell as well given the way that he played last season i think if we don't find ourselves a captain there's a good chance that maxwell could lead the side
0: that was going um, to be and... my question that you know you're going to yeah, be you're yeah. missing a <laughs> captain in the place that you've retained <laughs> So you think Maxwell yeah, might I mean, be the Maxwell backup option? Maxwell obviously
1: captained the Melbourne Stars in the uh, Big Bash League, so uh, I wouldn't be too surprised if uh, the captaincy is given to him. But that said, um, again, you know this team is going to be around for a three-year period. So uh, are they looking at Maxwell as a three-year project, or are they looking at him, uh, or are they looking at some of the Indian player as uh, you know a captain? Because if either of the teams don't pick someone like Shreyas Iyer or Ishan Kishan, then they could be really good captaincy options. So, we must, uh, We should just wait and watch and hopefully land some really good players that we can build a squad around.
0: It'll be interesting because, like you said, for your boys, it, it will be looking for a captain as well, which is not the case with the other teams when you see their retention. So, that adds a little bit of spice to who the team goes for. and if they When go... has
1: it RCP provided spice? I mean, <laughs> even with like, the best team, we haven't won the title. So... uh, I don't know when we haven't
0: provided spice. (laughs) Well, absolutely. Um, It's one of the reasons that you do love them. But uh, next year, my friend, next year, as we keep saying. Um, Shashwat isn't here, but uh, I would have asked (laughs) him. I I have to ask him. And this this was a genuine surprise for me, MS being retained and Moin Ali being retained. Um, Two people, not the right side of 30 or even 35 maybe. Um, What are your thoughts on that? What's the thinking behind those two retentions?
1: Um, Again, I I think Mahindra Singh Dhoni was more of an emotional connect. Um, You know, obviously he couldn't go to any other side. I I think if if conversations would have come up, I think it would have been that he's going to end his career and probably take up a coaching role. Uh, because I, I don't think I can see Dhoni in any other team apart from CSK and uh, rightly he was picked but I think Jadeja was picked first was an op- or was op- was a very very good move uh, yeah. because he offers everything that anyone else um, you know sort of um, offers in terms of world cricket right now uh, his stocks have gone up incredibly high I think he's far more developed as an overall cricketer than he was a couple of years ago um, so I think it's great that they've retained faith in him and given him that top honour you know even ahead of MS Dhoni which means that uh, not only is Dhoni a, a team man, I think CSK also value their players, and uh, with Trotturas Garekot also in the mix, mm-hmm. um, I think I think it's a fantastic uh, set of retentions that they have made. And uh, good on Mohin Ali as well. I think uh, he's someone who's really changed the fortunes and dynamics of the team in some sense. Um, obviously, everyone who goes out of RCB does well for their franchising. <laughs> so um, he should thank RCB for uh, that little stint that he had. But very honestly, I think uh, they've picked the perfect lot of players because. Uh, I, I think they've got four out of the top seven settled, uh, in which they have two bowlers as well, although both of them are spinners. Um, so, I, I, I think I think they're fairly well uh, well settled to begin the auction with, uh, as one of the better teams ahead of the auction. It's
0: just that I would have thought uh, <coughs> MS might have become coach or M- uh, mentor this season, but he's going to play and he's taken up a big chunk of their budget as well. Um, and you also mentioned Ishan, uh, Kishan. Um, he was... Not retained, but Kieran Corral was again a bit of a surprise for me.
1: Uh wasn't too much of a surprise for me, I think. Uh because Kyron Pollard uh, his his stocks aren't depleting in any sense uh in the IPL or any other franchise league, uh, the CPL that he plays. You know, he's he's someone who can turn matches uh, on its head. Uh, he's also captaining West Indy. So I think he certainly has a good couple of years left in the IPL and I think, in my view, apart from someone like Shane Watson or maybe Jacques Callis, Kyron Pollard is uh, one man who's really transformed the fortunes of a franchise completely. And uh, just we're talking way, about how, so the future I so now. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be there for three years for sure. I, I, I certainly think that he has a lot of cricket left in him. Uh, all he does is bat, belt the ball, and go and field at like long on and long off. And he's still very athletic. And I, I think that's the best thing about Tyron Pollard is that. He, he doesn't appear to be, uh, uh, you know, diminishing in terms of his skill sets. I think he's still up there as one of the best all-rounders. I mean, he obviously doesn't bowl as much, but uh, as one of the best uh, foreign cricketers that are there in the IPL. Even, even if you look at someone like Ben Stokes, um, he hasn't really done much of notice apart from that one century that he scored. Uh, he hasn't set the IPL on fire, but Kyron Pollard on his day can be absolutely... Uh, you know, destroying everyone around. Uh, you can probably ask someone like uh, Lungi Ngidi uh, if he feels anything about that. But yeah, I, I think it was good that they backed him. Uh, Ishan Kishan would have been a tough call for them, obviously, uh, given that uh, the skill sets that he has. But uh, I'm sure if the new two new teams don't uh, look to get Ishan Kishan in, uh, Mumbai Indians might go really hard to get him back.
0: Well, talking of the two new <coughs> teams, let's just talk about one of the new teams um, from the West Coast. Um, and I haven't got any of their contact details, obviously. Um, I don't know who the coach is going to be or anything, but I'm definitely going to be sharing your your details with them to say this person um, you might want to include in the auction. But uh, <laughs> before you do that, take his views on who they should get as uh, their skipper or their players. Because just, um, I don't know if you know this, I don't know this, but have they got a deadline where they can get some of the players like... Um, not retained for them but you know they have a selection and is there a deadline and do the same number apply that they can get four players
1: yeah they can they can pick three players uh from the list of players who haven't been retained or those who are outside the auction uh sorry uh, who are those uh, those outside the non retained players uh, which i think are very very uh, few um so they have a lot to choose from you know the Actually, uh, there's been a lot of uh, debate in India. You know whether this has been a fair method of uh, allowing these teams to pick players because if you're restricting just a team to, to retain four players, you know the team that they have built for the last three years goes to waste. Hmm. Um, and so, uh, unfortunately, because you can retain just four, the rest of the seven that make it relevant consistently, there's a chance that they could go to one of the two new teams. And you know you've got some really big names that you've got David Warner, KL Rahul, Rashid Khan. Uh, uh, you know you've got ishan kishan hardik pandya Shreya iyer and the names just keep going on and on and uh, you know it, it's it's sort of unfortunate for the for the existing teams that their players are going to be snatched away um, and the whole debate around you know K L Rahul and Rashid Khan being lured in for like a lot more money, uh, I think that really did the rounds for a very very long time. And uh, you know when it was eventually confirmed, uh, I mean obviously both of them are going to one of the two new teams. So K L Rahul as keeper, obviously I, I think uh, Shreyas Sire also may be picked as one more captain or even Ishan Kishan. So a lot of foundations, combinations, a lot of discussions on whether this is fair. So. I think, in my view, the best model would be to try and in, uh, to try and introduce uh, you know the Premier League model where uh, teams build uh, their squads. But then again, I'm not sure if that much amount of money is there in cricket because if you look at the teams that are existing, apart from Reliance and now uh, more recently the Goenka Group, I don't think any other franchisee has that much money. Uh, and so, in my limited understanding of what the ISL has done, I think. Mumbai City FC, for example, have built such a strong squad that, you know, it's it's very hard to beat them in terms of players that they can get. So, uh, I, I think the IPL should get like a very, uh, you know, Premier League sort of a model, but how they get that, how they cap the, you know, players, of the, the salaries and uh, all of that will be something to talk about. But I think this auction system is very, very unfair on teams that are existing because now… The two new teams are just going to get like a free chance to get three players they want. And it's not like they're picking from the under-19 level, yeah. they're getting yeah. big names, uh, those who have been released, uh, tried and tested players, players who performed for the franchisees. So, um, it's, it's very unfortunate, but that's what it's going to be this year.
0: Well, I think a couple of the players you mentioned did want to move franchise, KL and Shays. Um KL is being strongly linked with the Lucknow franchise. I think they've already appointed uh, <laughs> yeah. Gautam Gambir as mentor. So you can see a North Indian influence there. And personally, I would be so happy if Shreyas came to Gujarat. I think he'd be an incredible player to have uh, as captain as well. Um, But um, now that Ravi Jaraja is going to stay with Chennai Super Kings, it'll be impossible to lure him back home. Um, You
1: can take uh, Harshal Patel, I think. Uh, Anyway, uh, homeboy, purple (laughs) Patel.
0: (laughs) Well, it's good that we've got a few Gujati's knocking about that we can play that are of a good standard. Um, But we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, something to look forward to. The auction's not till...
1: Yeah, I don't think it's until the second week of Jan. uh, Because they need to finalise the players. They need to finalise who's going to be left out and make the lists and all of that and decide a place. Uh, And obviously, the media valuation is going to happen much before that. So, um, I I think it's probably going to take like maybe even end of Jan. I wouldn't be surprised if it takes about that long.
0: Brilliant. Absolutely. Looking forward to big time. The auction, of all things, I'm looking forward to uh, see what pans out. And uh, I remember the Gujarat uh, team that was there for two years. I think they made the final one year. Uh, Did they make the final one year? I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. So much to look forward to. Um, They're asking
1: for too much, Bharat.
0: Asking for too much. <laughs> we can live in hope. I mean, just imagine if Gujarat came and won the IPL before your boys did, after being in the IPL for so long. Come on, what a story that would be.
1: <laughs> you're, going sponsor, you're going to sponsor a, a one-month trip
2: to
0: the UK. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I'll do that. I'll do that. It'll be worth it. Just to have that. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously we've got a domestic international series uh, to look forward to next year, but I think IPL will be interesting with a team from Gujarat. Looking forward to it in that fantastic stadium as well. Um, Absolutely fantastic talking to you again. So much to look forward to uh, this week and next week with the series start. I'm looking forward to how England bat out the fifth day, if they can, in the day-night match. I don't think they will, uh, but we'll see what happens with that. But as always, Prasad, uh, really great uh, to catch up good with good. you, my friend. You stay safe and uh, I'm sure we'll see each other very soon again. And if I don't speak to you and the viewers before next week, a very Merry Christmas to you, my friend.
1: Absolutely. Same. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting and busy time for you there. Uh, so good luck with that. Uh, stay safe uh, and uh, speak to you soon.
0: Take care.
2: Thank you.